Hey fam, hello, 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 hello. I am back and today I got a word from the Lord. <laughs> and we are going to talk about tithing, giving, because um, the Lord is getting ready to shower his kids with their blessings. And he wants his children to understand how to handle their inheritance. So, well, a part of how to, because you got to go seek the Lord. Even with this, go seek the Lord and you ask him, what is he saying? I'm just here to tell you what he told me to say. So let's go to Malachi 3. He says, look, I am sending my messenger and he will prepare the way before me. Then the Lord you are seeking will suddenly come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant, whom you look for so eagerly, is surely coming, says the Lord of heaven's armies. But who will be able to endure it when he comes? Who will be able to stand and face him when he appears? For he will be like a blazing fire and refined metal for like a strong soap that bleaches clothes. He will sit like a refiner of silver, burning away the dross. He will purify the Levites, refining them like gold and silver, so that they may come once again and offer acceptable sacrifices to the Lord. Then once more the Lord will accept the offerings brought to him by the people of Judah and Jerusalem, as he did in the past. At that time, I will put you on trial. I am eager to witness against all sorcerers and adulterers and liars. I will speak against those who cheat employees of their wages, who oppress widows and orphans, or who deprive the foreigners living among you of justice. For these people do not fear me, says the Lord of heaven's army. I am the Lord, and I do not change. That is why you descendants of Jacob are not already destroyed. Ever since the days of your ancestors, you have scorned my decrees and failed to obey them. Now return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of heaven's army. But you ask, how can we return when we have never gone away? Should people cheat God? Yet you have cheated me. But you ask, what do you mean? When did we ever cheat you? You have cheated me of the tithes and offerings due to me. You are under a curse, for your whole nation has been cheating me. Hallelujah. And that's the part that I really want to take out that the Lord said that his children are under a curse. He is saying that his, the, the whole land has been cheating him. They've been cheating him of justice. They have been cheating him of mercy. They've been oppressing people. They, the employers been cheating their employees of their wages. And this is what the Lord is saying. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's army, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try me. Put me to the test. Your crops will be abundant for I will guard them from insects and diseases. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Then all these nations will come Call you blessed, for your land will be such a delight, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Hallelujah. And you, when you hear about tithing to the church, you have to realize that God is, God is, listen, he's going to give you exact instructions. I'm not here to tell you where the Lord said to do, do this and do that. But you got to remember when you're taking care of um, somebody on the street that is hungry, 
When you are helping an orphan and a widow, you're helping the oppressed. You are taking care of the church. Hallelujah. And for so long, people been thinking that, oh, it's all about putting it into the building. It's all about putting it in somebody. You ask God, God, how do I tithe to your church? Listen, how do I tithe, Lord? Because for so long, I've realized we haven't been getting it right. How do I take care of your church, Lord? Where do you need me to go? Because we see in the Old Testament, yes, they used to bring the money to like the Levites and the priests. But the Bible says that you are a royal priesthood. Hallelujah. It says that. So the thing about it is the Lord can tell you what to do with it. I'm not here to tell you what to do with it. The Father will tell you what to do with it in the name of Jesus. But you got to ask him, Lord, is my land cursed because we have been cheating you? How do I take care of your church? That's what you got to ask them. So, <clears throat> Lord, where do you want me to go? Let's go to Matthew chapter 6. And it says, watch out. Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others, for you will lose the reward from your father in heaven. When you give to someone in need, don't do as the hypocrites do, blowing trumpets in the synagogues and streets to call attention to their acts of charity. I tell you the truth. They have received all the reward they will ever get. But when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give your gifts in private and your father who sees everything will reward you. Hallelujah. Go. To, let's go to Matthew 23. Let's go down to verse 23. What star awaits you teachers of religious law and you and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are careful to even to careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens. But you ignore the most you ignore the more important aspect of the law, justice, mercy and faith. You should tithe. Yes, but do not neglect the more important things. Blind guides, you strain your water so you won't accidentally swallow a gnat, but you swallow a camel. Hallelujah. And it says, what sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are filthy, full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind, you blind Pharisees, first wash the inside of the cup and the dish and the uh, it says first wash the inside of the cup and the dish and then the outside will become clean too. Hallelujah. He's talking about why don't you clean out on the insides and then you'll be clean from the outside. Hallelujah. You got it. It's, it's, it's about cleaning your heart. That's what he's saying. That's for somebody. It's about cleaning your heart first. It's about cleaning your heart and then your inside, your outside will portray what is on the inside in the name of Jesus. What star awaits you teachers of religious laws and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, beautiful on the outside, but filled on the inside with dead people's bones and all sorts of impurity. Outward, you look like righteous people, but inward your hearts are filled with hip- hypocrisy and lawlessness. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious laws, and you Pharisees, hypocrites? For you are, for you build a tomb for the prophets your ancestors killed, and you decorate the monuments of the godly people your ancestors destroyed. Then you say, if we live in 
in the days of our ancestors, we would never have joined them in killing the prophets. But in saying that you testify against yourself, that you are indeed the descendants of those who murdered the prophets. Go ahead and finish what your ancestors started. Snakes, sons of vipers. How will you escape the judgment of hell? Therefore, I am sending you prophets and wise men and teachers of religious laws. But you will kill some by crucifixion and you will flog others with whips in your synagogues, chasing them from city to city. As a result, you will be held responsible for the murder of all the godly people of of all time, from the murderer of the righteous Abel to the murder of Zachariah, son of Berkiah, who whom you killed in the temple between the sanctuary and the altar. I tell you the truth. This judgment will fall on this very generation. Hallelujah. See the Lord, we talk, we, we going to get back to times, but the Lord is speaking. Hallelujah. Because listen, it's these teachers of religious laws, right? Who, hold on. Wait, let me, let me get the Lord's words, right? In the name of Jesus. Cause the Lord just, he just took a, he just took a detour. Hallelujah. And it says, um, then you, then it says, hold on. But you testify against yourself that you are indeed the descendants of those who murdered the prophets. Go ahead and finish what your ancestors started. Snakes, son of vipers, how will you escape the judgment of hell? Therefore, I am sending you prophets and wise men and teachers of religious and teachers of religious law, but you will kill some by crucifixion. Then you will flog others with whips in your synagogues, chasing them from city to city. Because listen, the church ain't ready to hear what the truth is. A lot of people who think that they in the church and they know all that, they not ready for the truth. They not ready for the truth. And that's what, the Jesus, what Jesus is saying. People, it be the very people who think that they doing something for the Lord and you persecuting the very person he sent to you. The Lord is speaking to somebody today. He's speaking to somebody today. Because listen, I thought I was just coming on here for ties but no the lord came on here with a rebuke because judgment is falling on people who um who want to um put put uh they they mouth on people on god's people judgment is falling on people who don't want to hear who god has sent to them who truly wants to set them free hallelujah the the, the different pharisees and teachers of religious laws who want to sit there and who want to um who 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 want to exalt themselves, but then they don't have no room to be humbled. Hallelujah. The Lord very well. He says that, listen, he says, therefore, I am sending you prophets and wise men and teachers of religious laws, but you will kill some by crucifixion and you will flog others with whips in your synagogue, chasing them from city to city. Hallelujah. And that's how it be in the church. That's how it be. People get so comfortable in these positions and in what they feel like their title is that they don't even want to hear the truth. It ain't even about the truth. It's about you being exalted. It's about somebody um, scratching your ego for you. That's what it's about. And the Lord coming with a rebuke for that. Hallelujah. Because people want to sit here, right? Yes. He, the Lord says that people have robbed them of their, robbed him of their tithes and their offerings. Hallelujah. But people, but people, they'll be so, it's people who want to be so religious and be like, okay, I'm going to give the Lord this much. Let me weigh it out. Let me make sure it's good. But then you, you, you missing the point. He wants you to take care of his church. He said, if you love me, feed my sheep. If you love me, feed my sheep. That's what he said. 
And I know he's talking about the word of God, but period. He wants you to take care of his flock, but you so worried about, okay, let me make sure this is in order. This is in order that you missed the, the, the big picture. It's about taking care of his church. It's about when you walking past somebody and they, and they on the streets and they don't have no home and you just walk past them. It's about that. Cause Jesus said, when you help the least of his brothers and sisters, you are helping him. Hallelujah. That's what the word of God says. And it's people, it's different people in these positions that will walk past the needy and won't care. It's people that won't go and, and, um, and, uh, profess the truth to people because they rather had a pockets line. It's people like that out here. You don't want to tell people about the cross because then they don't want to hear it. You ain't going to get what you want to get out of them. So you, you want to sit there and water down what the truth is and the judgment is set on you. The Lord is coming with the judgment. Rebuke is coming in the name of Jesus, because listen, he, he doesn't sit here. He already said it. He already done said it. He already done said it. He says, I tell you the truth. This judgment will fall on this very generation. Hallelujah. Don't go so humanly. Don't go so humanly and be like, oh, well, he talking about back then. No, if you read Ecclesiastes, it says God causes the same things to happen over and over again. Nothing is truly new. Okay. So therefore that shows you that people are like, he said, he said snakes and vipers. That's what he said. And that's what a lot of people act like. They act like snakes and they act like vipers. Hallelujah. Cause it needs to be said. People need to be sitting here telling the truth. People need to be sitting here and taking care of the press and helping the widow and helping the orphan. But people want to sit here and be like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to give my, my tenth, and I'm going to do it in front of the whole congregation. So then people can praise me. But then it's people that's hungry. It's people that's hungry. You missing the point. Whatever God puts on your heart for you to go help somebody, that's what you do. If you're sitting on a bus and the Lord says, go bless that person. Go bless that person with that with that um that money you just took out the bank. Go bless them. And then you sit in here, you go do what he said versus, well, I'm going to just give them a little bit. I ain't going to give them the whole thing. I heard what God said, but I ain't going to do that. God know your heart. He know your heart. So you only sitting there lying to yourself when you in the front of the pew at church and you want to hand off your envelope all, all loud. And so everybody can see what you doing, wanting to get praise, wanting to get praise, want to be the top tither of the church. God sees all he knows all because he, he, he know when you was on the bus that he told you to give the money that you had got out the bank to them. Cause they're really hungry because they're, that's his child and they're hungry. But you look past that because you, you want to puff your pride up. That, listen, Father, have I said it in the name of Jesus. Let's um go to Mark 12, verse 41. It just, it, it be like that. People, people really a step over somebody who really in need just to go help people to make themselves look good. God sees all and he knows all. We know that he sits up high and he looked down low. So that's just that. Mm, I pray God have mercy in the name of Jesus. Cause that's all I can pray at this moment is to have mercy because this, the Bible has already said it. People going to be a lover of money. They're going to become, be going become cold of each other. And that's what you see before your very eyes, because it don't even have to be about, we don't even always got to make this about money. People can know that somebody ain't mentally there, that they really need the guidance that they need. Hallelujah. But they'll turn them away. I know churches that have turned, 
turned people away that was in need of like spiritual help and you turned them away? Hallelujah. Oh, because you're not a member. What's being a member got to do with it? What does a member got to be to do with it? See, now we got to go to the, um, Jesus sending the disciples out. We're going to come back to Mark 12. Hold on, because if we, we listen, this, 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 it's going there. It's going there because, listen, people do be doing that. Oh, you got to be a member of this church. What happened to just helping people? Jesus said, follow me. He wasn't sitting there stopping people. Oh, I can't heal you because you ain't a member. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. Hold on. Shoot. <laughs> listen. Shoot. The Lord, listen. Let's go to, um. Let's go to Matthew 10. Lord, that's where you want us to go. Okay, let's go to Matthew 10. Jesus sends out the 12 apostles. Jesus called his 12 disciples together and gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and to heal every kind of disease and illness. Here are the names of the 12 apostles. Y'all see them. Jesus said, sent out the 12 apostles with these instructions. Don't go to the Gentiles or the Samaritans, but only the people of Israel, God's lost sheep. Go and announce that the time... Go to go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Give as freely as you have received. Don't take any money in your money belts, no gold, silver, or even copper coins. Don't carry a traveler's bag with a change of clothes or sandals or even a walking stick. Don't hesitate to accept hospitality because those who work deserve to be paid deserve to be fed. I'm sorry. Whenever you enter a city or village, search for a worthy person and stay in his home until you leave the town. So you leave town. When the, you enter the home, give it your blessing. If it turns out to be a worthy home, let the blessing stand. If it is not, take back the blessing. If any household or town refuses to welcome you or listen to your message, shake the du- shake its dust from your feet. As you leave, I tell you the truth, the wicked cities of Sodom and Gomorrah will be better off than such a town on judgment day. Hallelujah. And do you see how he says, um, he says, give as freely as you have received. Hallelujah. Do you see where he says, um, where else, where else? Whenever you enter a city or a village, search for a worthy person and stay in his home, in his home until you leave town. Hallelujah. Jesus didn't say, oh, go make people members. He said, go give freely as it was given to you. Doesn't it say that? Doesn't it say that? And he says, give as freely as you have received. So people won't be sitting in these churches. Well, you're not a member of my church, so I can't. No, no. You better pray. You better repent for that. Turning people away. When Jesus ever turned somebody away, when he when, did he tell the lady with the issue of blood? Nah, don't come up to me because you ain't a part of the disciples. Did he say that? Or did he say that? Or did or did he did she get healed? Hallelujah! When the officer came up to Jesus, did he say Nah, mm-mm, I don't want to go? Or did he still heal? Did he still heal his child? What happened? So 
where where did these churches miss it? Where did these churches be like, oh, well, you got to be a member or we can't we can't do this. You can come to the church, but we can't really you can't be an outsider and come in and need some spiritual guidance because we ain't going to be able to help you. When do you do that? When did you ever? What prayer has God turned you away from when you was, when you had your back up against the wall, when did the Lord say, Oh, well you a sinner. So you ain't a member of, 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 um, of heaven. So I can't listen to your prayer. When did he do that? Or did he come to you in the pig pen? But you, but since you, but since you feel like you so exalted now, you don't want to meet nobody in the pig pen. You think you too good for the pig pen. You only fooling yourself. You, I'm here to tell you, if you think you too good to go in the, the pig pen, you only fooling yourself in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And look, I still love you. I still say this out of love, but I'm saying it because it's the truth. Hallelujah. You fooling yourself. Hallelujah. Listen, hold on. Because we're we going, we going somewhere else today. We're going somewhere else, okay? The Lord might take us back to it, but hold on because listen... Let's go to James chapter one and let's go down to verse 26. Hallelujah. Cause God is so mighty. If you claim to be religious, but you don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourself and your religions are worthless. Pure and genuine religion is in the sight of the father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. Hallelujah. Do you see where he said, if you claim to be religious, but you don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. Hallelujah. I ain't saying the word of God said it. Get mad at God. Because the word of God said it. I'm just reading what it says. Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's all this debate going on back and forth about this, this, and that. Nah, genuine religion... It says genuine religion is caring for the orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. And there's some people who don't want to tell the truth because you want to make the world happy. I'm speaking today in the name of Jesus. I'm speaking. You want to make the world happy. So you want to deny Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you, the world is not supposed to love you. Jesus said the world's going to hate you because they hated him first. Hallelujah. The world will love you if you were a part of the world. So if the world loves you, that means you were a part of the world because it should hate you because he called you out of the world. That's what the word of God says. That's what the word of God. I'm speaking today. I'm speaking today. This is for somebody in the name of Jesus, because you will sit there and you want to make sure every I is dotted. Every T is crossed so everybody can give you praise. But then you don't want to sit there and you don't want to care for orphans and widows. Hallelujah. You want to sit there. And you want to walk past the hungry. Hallelujah. I'm sitting here. I'm speaking today. Because if somebody feels offended by what I'm saying, you need to go check your heart with the Lord. Hallelujah. Because the only way that you should be, that you won't be upset is if you feel convicted in the name of Jesus. So don't try to come to me and be like, oh, why you say like that? You just seen in the last um verse, Jesus called people vipers and snakes. We could go back. So don't sit here and be like, oh, well, you need to watch how you say something. No, you you need to watch how you do stuff and then you won't be offended when I say something. In the name of Jesus. Let's go back. 
And it says, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is a word. This is a word. Oh, I didn't know Jesus was going here today. Hallelujah. He says, then G- let's go back to Matthew 23. We're going to the top. We starting at the top today. And it says, Jesus criticized the religious leaders. Hallelujah. Listen, then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the teachers of religious laws and the Pharisees are, are the official interpreter of the law of Moses. So practice and obey whatever they tell you, but don't follow their example for they don't practice what they teach. <clears throat> they crush people with unbearable religious demands and never lift a finger to ease the burden. Everything they do is for show. On their arms, they wear extra wide prayer boxes with scripture verses inside and they wear robes with extra long tassels and they love to sit at the head of the table at the banquet and in the seats of honor in the synagogues. They love to receive respectful greetings as they walk in the marketplace and to be called rabbi. But don't let anyone call you rabbi for you have only one teacher and all of you are equal as brothers and sisters and don't address any, anyone here on earth as father for you for only God in heaven is your father. Mm, yeah, he said it. He said, and these people out here that want to be called father, and then you want to stay here and say, you know the Lord so well. Then what you, you missed something. You missed something. Matthew chapter 23, verse 6. And don't address anyone here on earth as father. Hallelujah. It's people that want to be called rabbi. And the Lord said, don't let anybody call you rabbi. I'm calling you out today in the name of Jesus because you missed it. You missed it. But then you want to be telling somebody about the law. But then, let me just keep going. Let me just keep going. Hallelujah, because we just read that you got to control your tongue. So, I'm going to control my tongue. But I'm going to keep going in a second in the name of Jesus. Because the Lord won't put the right words in my mouth. And don't, hold on. For you only have one teacher, the Messiah. The greatest among you must be a servant. You see where the Lord said the greatest among you must be a servant. Hallelujah. But those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. What sorrow awaits you teachers of religious laws and you Pharisees, hypocrites. For you shut the door of the kingdom of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You won't go in yourselves and you don't let others enter either Mm-mm-mm. he said it what sorrow awaits you teachers of religious laws and you pharisees hypocrites for you cross the land and sea to make one co- co- one convert and then you turn that person into twice the child of hell you yourselves are he said then you turn oh jesus be speaking he says and then you turn that person into twice the child of hell you yourself are blind guides what sorrow awaits you for you say that that it means nothing to swear by god's temple but that is a building to Wait, hold on. Let me read it again. Blind guides, what star awaits you? For you say that it means nothing to swear by God's temple, but that is it is binding to swear by the gold of the temple. Blind fools, which is more important, the gold or the temple that makes the the gold sacred? Hi, let me talk something. Let me talk to you real quick. People want to be talking about so much about keeping the church holy, talking about a building. Hallelujah. But you'll turn away the true temple of God. Hallelujah. Because we know we the church and we know that we the temple and it's people that's in these positions and they'll turn the real temple of God away. I don't get it. I just 
just don't get it in the name of Jesus. I just don't get it. You want to worry about so much of your church looking this way, but you'll turn away, turn away the true temple of God. Hallelujah. You want to be sitting there and feeding people stuff that make them feel good. Hallelujah. You, you want to tickle their ears. Hallelujah. Just so you can keep your members. Hallelujah. And I'm, 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 mm, mm, see, it's a fine line. In the name of Jesus. I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop right there. And you say that to swear by the altar is not binding, but to swear by the gifts on the altar is binding. How blind. For which is more important, the gift on the altar or the altar that makes the gift sacred when you swear by the altar you are swearing by it and by everything on it and when you when you swear by the temple you are swearing by it and by god who lives in it and when you swear by heaven you are swearing by the throne of god and by and by by god who sits on the throne what sorrow awaits you teachers of religious laws and you pharisees hypocrites for you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb garden but you ignore the most important aspect of the law justice mercy and faith you should tithe yes but do not neglect the more important things blind guys you Strain your water so you don't actually swallow a net, but you swallow a camel. Hallelujah. What sorrow? Because y'all be, he, he saying you be missing it in the name of Jesus. You be missing it. You want to be sitting here taking, taking each word and you want to be like, okay, here goes the tenth. Let me measure out the tenth. Okay, here goes the best animal from earth. And he's saying you missing it in the name of Jesus. You missing it. Hallelujah. Because your heart posture is wrong in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. For you are careful to clean. It says, what sorrow awaits you teachers of religious laws and you Pharisees, hypocrites. For you are careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but the inside you are filthy, full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisees, first wash the inside of the cup and the dish, and then the outside will become clean too. What sorrow awaits you teachers of religious laws and you Pharisees, hypocrites. For you are like whitewashed tombs, Beautiful on the outside, but filled on the inside with dead people's bones and all sorts of impurity. Hallelujah. Outwardly, you look like righteous people, but inwardly, your hearts are filled with hypocrisy and lawlessness. What sorrow awaits you teachers of religious laws and you Pharisees, hypocrites? You build tombs for the prophets your ancestors killed, and you decorate the monuments of the godly people your ancestors destroyed. Then you say, if we had lived in those days, our ancestors of our ancestors, we would have never joined them in killing the prophets. But in saying that, you testify against yourself that you are indeed the descendants of those who murdered the prophets. Go ahead and finish what your ancestors started. This is, listen, this is the part. Snakes, son of vipers, how you will escape the judgment of hell. Listen, because we already read, we, we read that. I just wanted to get to that part. Don't say that my delivery wrong because if you ain't a snake, you're not going to be offended by me saying snake. If you're not a viper, you ain't going to be offended by me saying viper. The only time you're going to get offended when I say snakes and vipers is if you are a snake and a viper. That's the only time you're going to get offended. That's how I feel today and that's how I'm coming. Yes, I said it. Listen.
When you truly love the Father and, and you see people out here and they perverting what God said, it does something to you. You know how Jesus was flipping tables over in the temple? That's how I be feeling when I see people perverting what my God said is so. They sitting here and they want to be manipulating what my Father has said. They want to cut and paste the Bible to fit what their agenda is. It does something to me. So when I have to come bold and when I got to call you a snake and a viper, I will in the name of Jesus. I'm going to still love you, but I'm going to call it as it is. I'm going to be as shrewd as a serpent, but as gentle as a dove. I'm going to tell you, 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 you a snake. You a snake. Do you want deliverance? That's what I'm going to ask. Because only the true ones that get convicted and offended, that's because they know. Because if somebody call if somebody call me a snake, I'm gonna be like, <laughs> or if I hear somebody saying snake, okay, because I don't feel it, I don't, I don't, I'm not a snake, okay. Because first of all, I'm gonna go back to my father, am I a snake? And he gonna tell me, and I already know. In the name of Jesus, the Lord ain't gonna have nobody sitting here and breaking down His word and they being a snake. Let me let me rephrase it. You see, Jesus said in the top, because I know somebody's going to be like, but wait a minute. You see, Jesus said in the top, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees are official interpreters of the, of the law of Moses. So practice and obey whatever they tell you, but don't follow their example. That's what I'm talking about. You and you, you going to, when the light is shining, you can see a person. If a person has a, um, a platform, when true light comes, it's going to show everything. Everything's going to be exposed in the name of Jesus. So maybe that's how I should word it. So if, if, if somebody's really a snake, people won't see a person as a snake. That's what I'm getting at. You won't see it. And you're going to be offended being called a snake because you won't know that you a snake. I pray that that makes sense. But let's go back to Mark 12 now in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> and let's go down to verse 41. Jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple and watched as crowds dropped in their money. Many rich, rich people put in large amounts. Then a poor widow came and dropped in two small coins, Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I tell you the truth. This poor widow has given more than all the others who are making contributions for they gave a tiny part of their surplus, but she poor had, as she is, has given everything she had to live on. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, let's go to Luke 18. Listen, Jesus, that just shows you, that just shows you, he looks, he looks at the inward. So yeah, on the outward, you seeing people all rich. Oh yeah, let me just drop a little bit. But it's really about, it's really about the person who really comes to the Lord with the acceptable offering. Like that don't have nothing, but, but will give the little that they have. That's what it's about. You really helping. You really helping. Hallelujah, we be hearing it. Well, a man robbed God, and they and the very ones that's asking them questions really need to sit there and look in the mirror and ask themselves that. Well, a man robbed God, you need to ask yourself. Ask yourself. Don't don't ask the congregation. Ask yourself first. Will a man rob God? Ask yourself. Don't look in the mirror and say it. When I say Luke 18. Oh, that's verse 9 and 14. I'm just flipping through the pages. Hold up. Okay. 
Then Jesus told this story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scored everyone else. Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other one was a despised tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I am not like the other people, cheaters, sinners, adulterers. I'm certainly not like that tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give you a tenth of my income. But the tax collector stood at the distance and dared not even to lift his eye to heaven as he prayed. He humbled himself. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, Oh God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Hallelujah. Do you see how the sinner, he didn't even feel worthy enough to look up to the sky. He didn't even feel worthy. But you see how the Pharisee... The Pharisee, it says he stood by himself and prayed this prayer. And he was sitting there and he was just, um, what's the word I'm looking for, Lord? He was just um, indulging in himself. He was being boastful. Like, I'm not like this and I'm not like that. I'm not like this. A sinner is a sinner, period. Okay, you might not be a fornicator, but guess what? You a coveter, so you a sinner. Okay, guess what? You, you you might not be a a, a a murderer, but guess what? You a glutton, so you're still a sinner. Don't sit there. And that's why you got to remember. You got to check yourself. You a sinner. Saved by grace. You a sinner. Don't ever forget it. Don't ever forget that you a sinner. Like I said, don't sit there and think that you too, you too good to go sit in the pig pen. Because you're fooling yourself. That's the only person you fooling is yourself. In the name of Jesus. Let's go to, um, Lord, where you want me to go? Let's go to one more Jesus in the red. Let's go to Luke 11. Because the red just do something to you. It's that fire of God. That's what it do. Let's go to verse 42. And it says, okay, it says, what sorrow awaits you Pharisees? For you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens, but you ignore justice and the love of God. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. Do not neglect the more important things. I'm going to say it one more time. Do not neglect the more important things. Yeah, you could tithe, but don't neglect the more important. Really tithe. Really give back. Really take care of God's church. Hallelujah. It says, what sorrow awaits you Pharisees? For you love to sit in the seats of honor in the synagogues and receive respectful greetings as you walk in the marketplace. Guess what sorrow awaits you? For you are like hidden graves in a field. People walk over them without knowing the corruption they are stepping on. Mm, 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 mm. And it says, teacher, say an expert in religious law. You have insulted. It says, teacher, said an ex- expert in religious law, you have insulted us too in what you just said. Yes, said Jesus. What sorrow awaits you, expert in religious laws? For you crush people with unbearable religious demands and you never lift a finger to ease the burden. 
What sorrow awaits you? For you build monuments for the prophets your own ancestors killed long ago. Hallelujah. Listen, we already read that part. I know we read that part in the other one. And let's go down to verse 49. This is what God in his wisdom said about you. I will send prophets and apostles to them, but they will kill some and persecute the other. As a result, this generation will be held responsible for the murder of all God's prophets from the creation of the world. From the murderer of Abel to the murderer of Zechariah, who was killed between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, it will certainly be charged against this generation. What sorrow awaits you experts in religious law for you remove the, the key knowledge from the people you don't enter the kingdom yourselves and you prevent others from entering as jesus was leaving the teachers of religious law and the pharisees became hostile and tried to provoke him with many questions they wanted to trap him into saying something they could use against him you see how their heart wasn't in the right right posture we are out here all on one mission and that's to bring souls back to the kingdom of god that is to do what is pleasing in our father's eye. Hallelujah. That is if you see your brother and sister being oppressed, you go help them. If you see that they hungry, you go help them. If you see that they sick, you go pray with them. Hallelujah. That's what it's about. People done lost it. People done lost it. Where did you, where did Jesus ever have his own church? Where did he ever have his own church building? Where did he ever have one? Where where did everybody ever go into, into Jesus' church for him to go preach? Or did he walk around and save people and set captives free? What was it about? People done missed it. See, people done really missed it. Hallelujah. It's people out here that is lost and because the church done missed it. Yeah, I'm saying it. The church done missed it because you want to keep people or you want to put all these unbearable things on people that you can't even keep yourself i'm preaching today in the name of jesus people want to be so caught up in a title so caught up in a title that you forget the purpose you forget what it is you want to know the law all well you want to know the law from from um genesis to revelation you want to know everything but you missed the whole point that jesus said go and preach the good news go heal the sick that's what he said go help the poor Go, go, go cast out demons. People want to miss it because they want to have so much head knowledge. But you missed it. You missed that the whole Bible points you back to Jesus. And that's what you're supposed to be doing. Pointing everybody back to Jesus. Because can't nobody keep the law of Moses. Can't nobody do it. We all fall short to the glory of God. But thank God for Jesus. Thank God for his blood. That's what you're supposed to be doing. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, I'm coming on a little bold today. Yes, I am. In the name of Jesus. People want to be arguing about this, arguing about that. But you're missing the purpose. It's people out here that, that don't have no parents. It's little kids out here that don't have no parents. But you're so stuck on, mm, mm. They going to let her hair look like that. You're missing the point. Ain't nobody taking care of that, baby. Why don't you do it? Wanna be sitting in the front pool. Oh, did you see what so and so wore today? You missing it. Maybe that's all she had. Wanna be sitting here. Oh, I don't, I don't it'd be people at my job talking about this, this, and that, but I don't be saying nothing. But you steady at church gossiping about the people at your job. Point proving that you a sinner. I'm speaking today in the name of Jesus. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. Uh, not second Corinthians. Yeah, second Corinthians, chapter nine. 
And it says, I really don't need to write you about this ministry of giving the forgiving the believers in Jerusalem for I know how eager you are to help. And I have been boasting to all the churches in Macedonia that you are in, that you in Greece were ready to send an offering a year ago. In fact, it was your enthusiasm that stirred up many of the Macedonian believers to, to begin giving, but I am sending these brothers to be sure you are really, or you are, you really are ready as I have been telling them, and that your money is an is all collected. I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to be wrong in my boasting about you. We would be embarrassed, not to mention your own embarrassment, if some Macedonian believers came with me and found that you weren't ready after all I had told them. So I thought I should send my brother send these brothers ahead of me to make sure the gift you promised is ready. But I want it to be a willing gift, not one given grudgingly. Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure for God loves a person who gives cheerfully and God will generously provide all your need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others as the scriptures say. They share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be, excuse me, remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and the bread and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide an increase. He will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two good things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of believers in Jerusalem will be met and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. As a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God for your generosity to them and to all the all believers who prove that you are good that you are obedient to the good news of Christ and they will pray for you with deep affection because of the overflowing grace God has given to you thank God for this gift too wonderful for words see because it is a uh it's a ministry to be a giver hallelujah it is it's a ministry to be a giver because when you're sitting there right and you're looking at your bank account listen speak, speak about it Sometimes you do be looking like, Lord, you want me to give them all of it? <laughs> like, let's be real. But it's some people who don't like that. They'll just, they'll just give it all. And that's like, that's your ministry. You see where it says right here? See, God's words are double-edged sword. Because, see, we, went, we came in with the rebuke. But now we're talking about the, the ministry of giving. See how we always bring it back? <laughs> we always bring it back, y'all. It says that... um. You must each decide in your, in your heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide an increase and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. And then you see where it says, um, 
And when we take your good gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two good things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of believers in Jerusalem will be met and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. As a result of your ministry, because he's talking about the ministry of giving, they will give glory to God for your generosity to them and to all believers who prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. Hallelujah. Because it's about, listen, it's about setting the captives free and telling the prisoners to be released. It's about um, rebuilding the ancient ruins. It's about building back up his church. That's what the good news is about. Hallelujah. That the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon us because he has anointed us to go set people free. That's Isaiah 61. So I pray in the name of Jesus that everybody can take a piece back out of this in the name of Jesus, myself included, myself included. Okay. But I pray that everybody can take something out of this and just go back to the Lord with it in the name of Jesus. Cause that's what it's about going back to the Lord. It's about going back to the Lord and be like, Lord, what part I need to hear in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Allow the Lord to lead you. I hear him say, allow him to lead you. He will tell you what to do. You don't need nobody to tell you, oh, do this, do that. The Lord will tell you what to do. You could be walking past the same person every day. And that person don't have no, they lights is off. They don't have no food. And that's his child. And he could be telling you to bless them. Follow the leading of the spirit in the name of Jesus. So family, I love y'all. Um, I'm going to make it. Okay. Never mind. Cause I was about to say something, but yes, I ain't going to say that. Just shameless plug going to be down at the bottom. Y'all. Um, uh, like I said, the new series is coming. I thought I was going to be able to put it out the one day. But that wasn't so. But new series is coming. Be on the lookout for that. We are expanding and getting ready to do big things. So I cannot wait to enjoy them with you in the name of Jesus. Because I'm excited to with connecting to all of my brothers and sisters everywhere. Everywhere that this ministry has reached so far. I'm so excited about connecting with y'all in the name of Jesus. And that's about it. Lord, is that it? Okay, yeah, that's it. (laughs) So, let's say this together. I love you, but most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.